Praise God. Great. Well, excited today to be launching a, a new series that we're going to be uh, looking at over the next few weeks and uh, entitled this series, No Holding Back. I'd love you to turn to someone who's sitting near you this morning and say those words to them this morning. No holding back. Praise God. If you're watching at home online, type it in the chat. No holding back. You know, there's a real sense in my spirit that God is saying it's time to move forward. Real sense in my spirit that God is saying it's, it's time to move forward. Uh, for us personally, for each one of you here this morning, I believe that God wants to say to you, it's time to move forward. For us as a church, it's time to move forward. With the vision that God is calling us to, it is time to move forward. And so in this series... We're going to be looking at the different things in those areas of our lives personally, as a church, and in the fulfillment uh, or pressing on for the vision which God has given to us, the different things that can hold us back in those different areas in our life. And the question really I want to ask in this series is simply this, how do we move from where we are to where God wants us to be? I'm just going to repeat that to you this morning because I want you to in your own life, because there will be different things for each one of us that we recognize can be maybe struggles, battles, issues, circumstances, situations, whatever it may be that hold us back. But I want us to ask ourselves in this series, God, in the faith and in the belief that better things lie ahead. Do you believe that this morning, church? Brighter days lie ahead and that God has good plans for us. I'm already preaching halfway through my sermon, so I'm going to back off right now until I get to that point. But I want us to lift our eyes again in faith, in belief that the best is yet to come. In the belief that the best is yet to come. And so we're going to be asking God in this series, God, if that is true, how do I move from where I am to where you want me to be? How as a church do we move from where we are to God, where you want us to be? In the vision that you are calling us to, how do we move from where we are to what you have said or where you want us to be? And I recently heard a phrase uh, by Pete Grigg, and he said this, Pete Grigg, he said this, he said, saying to the church, he said, it is time for front foot faith. It is time for front foot faith. Now, the biggest tension when you preach a message like this is how do you reconcile it with the way the world looks right now? How do you start preaching a message that's saying it's no holding back? God is calling us to move forward. God is calling us to press on personally as a church in the vision when, if anything, we've lived in a season of 18 months where people, personally, churches and vision, etc., has felt like it's on the back foot. We felt kind of, you know that phrase, they use it in sports, on the back foot. It's like the kind of defensive stroke, if you like. He's on the back foot. And so we're actually, it's been like a season where for some people it's just like, I'm just trying to hang in and survive and just kind of hold on. And so you could perhaps say that, Daryl, perhaps a more appropriate message might now might be let's consolidate. Let's, let's, kind, of, let's, kind, of, let's kind of recover. And I understand why we would say that stuff. I do. But friends, I lovingly want to remind us this morning of this. We are called to be a people of faith. We are called to be a people of faith. You know, naturally when we look around, the scene is not very set for kind of move on, push forward, because 
These times that we've been living in, I know that nationally the statistics about every church expected to lose a minimum of 10% congregation, all the stuff about the rise of sofa church. I'm not talking about um, provision for those who need it and legitimately leading it. I'm talking, I'm talking about the danger of, you know, that people are preaching about, about making sure we don't feed an apathy. You know, it's great to provide for those who need it, but we don't want to become an apathetic generation either. Uh, we're looking at national statistics that are talking about anxiety levels that are rocketing. And so you're saying, well, naturally the scene is not set for a message like this. But friends, we have a God in, in this Bible who, as we turn through the pages, we see time and time again do amazing things in times when naturally you'd have said, no way. You think, no way. We serve the God of the impossible. I want us to look today at one of those examples in Joshua chapter 1. We're going to go to Joshua chapter 1. And where they were days, they were living in days, the scene, the, the, the context of the story that we're coming into was generating and had generated fear. And God was calling his people in the midst of fear to move forward with faith and with courage. And Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 to 9 says this, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. And every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Joshua, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Will you say that with me this morning, church? Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make, then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Lord, I thank you for your word today. God, I thank you, God. I thank you for Father God. If God is for us, then who can be against us? God, I just pray today that what will be deposited in our hearts is a dose of divine courage. God, Lord, we pray, Lord, we recognize we are living in days when naturally we live in a scene that is very fearful, but I thank you that, God, you are with us wherever we go. 
God, I thank you today. And Father, I want to pray that, God, what will stir in our heart is a a faith, a boldness. And that, Father, together, my brothers and sisters personally, together as a church and in the vision that you've called us to, that, Lord God, we will not hold back, but we will move forward. In Jesus' precious name, amen. How can we, how can I, how can we as a church move forward when fear wants to hold us back? Fear is a massive thing right now. Friends, it's only really in this kind of last few months that I've began to feel a release in my spirit to even begin to share this message. That God is calling us to move forward. That things have been so uh, fearful. And I'm not belittling that. It has been a, a difficult time. Fear is massive. But I realize at some point we have to face up to that fear because otherwise fear will forever hold people and churches and vision back. God calls Joshua in verse 2, Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. My paraphrase would be this, Joshua, move forward. Move forward. That word arise there is in the Hebrew words, it means it's time to rise up. But God, look at the scene. Look at the, look at the setting, God. Look at what's going on. God's saying, rise up. Rouse yourself. Stand up. Stir yourself. I think I'll be going, but God, you sense the timing seems a bit off. Because the call to move forward, God, don't you know the, the, the context? Look at what's going on around me. Because this is what fascinates me is... Is, is the scene into which God speaks this word. Move forward. Press on. Don't hold back. The, the context, first of all, was one of, of loss. Verse 1 to 2. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, uh, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. The context was, was loss. And we have to try and immerse ourselves in the story and, and imagine the emotional context and how Joshua felt. I mean, Moses is dead. Moses. 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 I mean, the guy who, this phenomenal man of God who saw phenomenal signs and wonders, saw a, a people delivered in the most spectacular way, who, who, who'd mentored and, and kind of Joshua, and Joshua, as we're told, his assistant, who led this nation, and God is saying to him, Moses is dead, and I think Joshua's like, I know, man, I feel it, God. Loss. I feel it. We're in a, in a season, personally, here, God, and we're in a season of a nation of, of loss. How many people know that the last 18 months, friends, have been a season of loss? You won't always hear me preaching like this, but I feel something in my spirit that I need to speak into today because I really feel that God wants to stir fresh faith. Because we've lived in a season where one way or another, all of us have lost something. Something. Maybe even someone. People have lost jobs and people have lost relationships and people have lost kind of fellowship and people have lost being able to come to church and people have lost people and people have lost their mental health and people have, and so, and there's been loss and there's been loss and there's been loss. 
We've lived through a season of loss, but it's in a context of loss that God says, Joshua, forward. See, what is the point I'm making today? Friends, in seasons of loss, God says you've got to start to look forward again. Because seasons of loss can lock us down, or seasons of loss can, can, can tie us to the, to, the, to the past. Look at what I've lost. Moses is dead. And it almost seems a bit blunt, the way God says it. But God's like, no, you, you listen, that, yes, that... I'm not, God's not saying forget about Moses. No way, because the Bible talks about Moses. God's not saying forget about Moses. He's saying you cannot let this season of loss now define your future. You've got to start looking up. Lift your focus again to what's ahead of you. Look at what's ahead. God says, verse 2, 3, there's a, to the land to which I am giving you. To the new things I want to lead you into. To the new things I have in my heart for my people, for my nation. Friends, I want to speak two scriptures over you this morning. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. You have a future. Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are, for you are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared where? In advance. For us to do in advance before us. I really feel a sense that God is saying, we've got to start focusing ahead now on what's ahead of us. What God has got in his heart for us. The future he's got for you. The plans he's got for you. The good works he's prepared for you. The good works he's prepared for us. For the vision. What God, is, what God has in advance. If it's in advance, that means it's ahead of me. If it's ahead of me, that means I've got to start moving towards it. And Stephen Furtick says this. He says, the way of faith is forward. He said, don't let what's behind you cause you to miss what's before you. I like this phrase. Give your faith something to look forward to. Can we pop that quote up, please, Beth? I think it's there on the next screen. Should be, I hope. There we go. Give your faith something to look forward to. I don't want to do a kind of preacher hype job today, but I do want to say this, friends. I believe with all my heart God wants to do something new. He wants to do something new in you. He wants to do something new in this church. He wants to do something new in this town. And to move forward, God says, Joshua, there's a lot to be thankful for in your past. There's a lot that, that's been difficult in your past. I mean, they've spent 40 years, we know, wandering in the wilderness. And, and you can't change that. Yeah, there's been some frustration. There's been some disappointment. But he's saying, Joshua, you and the people have got to lift your eyes again. Capture a fresh sense of purpose and vision. Hope for the future. Better things to come. Secondly, and I already alluded to this earlier on, the call to move forward was given in the context of really challenging times. You'll find in Joshua chapter 3, verse 15, a reference to the Jordan River. And the Jordan River was the big obstacle which they had to cross to get into the promised land. And Joshua 3, verse 15 tells us, 
that God was asking them to cross a river that was flooding its banks. It was overflowing. It was harvest time, and it was flooded at this stage, at this time of year. Now, I don't know about you, but I think I might have stood on the edge of the river with God and said, God, surely there's a better time for this. I mean, I wouldn't mind at all, God, if we just kind of hold back, not move forward. Why don't we just kind of hold back, wait for this whole thing to settle down somewhat, Let's just let the river get down. Let's let the dry weather come. Let's let the river get low. And then, and then let's move forward. It didn't really seem like, I don't know if you know this, God, but you're kind of giving us a message that doesn't seem very appropriate at this time. You're asking us to respond in a way that doesn't seem very fitting. In fact, God, it doesn't really seem to make sense with naturally the way things look at the moment. On top of that, verse 5, God, you've made me a promise. Now, and it is a promise. No man shall be able to stand before you. But friends, it's kind of a warning as well. You only need a promise like that if you're going to come up against some challenge. Moving forward, God's saying, Joshua, it will have its challenging moments. There are things that are there, new things for the taking. But Joshua, there's going to be some conflict and there's going to be some battle along the way. Loss, really challenging times. What can those two things breed? Fear. Fear. Maybe fear of the future. Maybe like, I mean, he's got real big boots to fill. In Moses, in following Moses, maybe fear of failure. Fear of the unknown. Fear of how it's going to step, work out if we begin to push forward in a season that naturally doesn't make any sense with a river that's flooded and enemies and literal giants that are waiting in the land, it can breed fear even in the heart of God's people. It happened with Israel before. They'd stopped short of receiving the, all that God wanted for them. All God wanted them to have, it, the Bible tells us it was fear. Their, their hearts had failed, their, their courage had died, and they turned back. They turned back and it literally led them into a wilderness experience. Fear is very isolating. It turned them back into the wilderness. And they found themselves for 40 years turned back. Because when God was calling to move forward, they turned back in, in fear. And one of the definitions of fear is to take flight or to run away from. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been afraid of something and just legged it? Something or, or, or someone. Fear. Fear makes us want to run from stuff. Fear makes us want to run. It makes us want to hide. It makes us want to hide from making decisions that require courage and, and boldness. That's something I can really testify to in my own life. And God knew it happened before with the nation. It happened before with Israel. And God's seeing this can potentially happen again. Fear could be the very thing that could stop them moving forward, moving towards all God has. And that's why God repeatedly says to Joshua and later charges Joshua to say to the people, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Three times he says to them, be strong and courageous. Be very strong. Be very courageous. Do not be frightened. God's not got a stammer. 
God is intentionally repeating this message because he knew fear was real. Fear is real. He knew it was an issue in the heart of the people. He knew it was the thing that could hold them back. He knew it was the thing that could leave them in a wilderness and prevent them from moving forward to all God had for them. And so God speaks into that. Be strong and courageous. You don't need a message like that unless it's an issue. If I say to Joe, oh, don't be afraid. I say, what are you on about? What am I afraid of? But if I see something in someone and then I say, don't be afraid, it's because I've seen something. God saw something in them. There's a, there's a fear. Friends, I'm not going to stand up here for one minute and preach and tell you that I don't struggle with fear. There are areas of my life where I struggle with fear. There are areas of my life where I have run from making bold and courageous decisions because of fear. But at some point, I have to say, God, if I let this thing, it will define my life and it will define my future. But I have to hear the word of God. That it's time to be strong and courageous. It's time to move forward in faith because the way of faith is forward. The way of fear is back. The way of fear is back. And they're crossing into a land where they've never been before. They've got to, I mean, they've got to walk into an unknown land. I mean, all they know is it's good, but there's going to be challenge. You know that unfamiliar and uncertain times in truth, you know, in those times, we're not always very forward thinking. And, you know, our natural tendency, I've already said, we can be to kind of back off. When it kind of feels unknown and it kind of feels uncertain, I don't... In my lifetime, and, and some of you, you know, God bless them, folks like Harry and that, who I know who watches every week, and people, you know, who have lived through wars, world wars and stuff like that. I've never lived through anything like that in my life, as you can tell. But, but the point is this, friends. I've, I think to myself, I've never known more unknown times than I know now. Does that make sense? Like unfamiliar seemingly naturally uncertain kind of like god we've never walked this way before i mean things just seem to and in that we can kind of go well i'll hold back but god moses is dead the river's flooded this is crazy days there's battles ahead it's unfamiliar and uncertain times god i really think actually i can probably justify Holding back. You know, personally, God, because what's going on? I'm going to hold back. As a church, God, well, we'll, we'll hold back. You know, uh, as part of something just, you know, I was just reading something, and, they, and I understand why, but it's kind of like start trimming your budgets as a church. Start kind of bunkering down because you're going to lose 10% of your congregation. Don't sort of just put that vision on ice. Just hold back for a while. Just recover. I, I understand what people are saying, but friends, I know in my heart the way of faith is forward. It's forward. And God says, rise. He says, rise up. Rouse yourself. Stand up. Stir yourself. No holding back. And this now, therefore, arise. He's saying, Joshua, this is a time for decisive action. This is not a time to run in fear from them bold and courageous decisions you need to make. Be strong. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. And I alluded to this earlier on. I want to acknowledge it now. Just kind of, 
as I encourage you in a moment about where you find the courage to keep moving forward in faith, I just want to acknowledge, I don't think for one second that courage means I'm never afraid. It doesn't mean that. God isn't saying, oh, you'll never feel fear. He's saying, I don't want fear to define your life. I don't want it to define your future. See, I find something goes a lot like this. If we let it, fear will make our decisions for us. Courage is really moving forward in the face of fear. Joyce Meyer says it's doing it afraid. A quote I read the other day says, the highest degree of courage is seen in the person who is most fearful but refuses to capitulate to it. So God, I need courage. I acknowledge these are fearful days. I'm looking at a natural scene. I'm looking at what's going on in people's lives, in the church, in in vision, and all this kind of stuff. God, I, I see it. The Jordan's flooded. There's enemies in the land. There's stuff going on. Put all this into our context of today and all that's going on in our world. How do I get the courage, God, that's going to help me move forward? Let me give you two quick things to finish up. Friends, the hold of fear is broken when we recognize and rest in the promises of God. The hold of fear is broken when we recognize and rest in the promises of God. We need to know the word. I love the way that every time God challenges Joshua, riding on the back of it is a promise. Hot on their heels. It's like Joshua's, here's the challenge. But don't forget, I'm with you wherever you go. Don't forget every place you put your sole of your foot. I'm going to give it to you. Don't forget you don't need to fear the success. You will prosper. You will move forward. Do you know the promises of God are given to carry us through the Jordan rivers of life? When we come against the giants in the land, it's the promises of God that give us the courage to keep on moving. It's the promises of God that give us the courage to begin to step out. This book is packed full of promises, friends, that when you hear, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word. As you hear this, faith and courage. But if this book is full of the promises of God, that means I've got to get to know the word. I've got to get into them promises. I've got to apply them promises. That when that fear comes knocking or whatever it is that comes along, I begin to pray, oh yeah, I recognize that fear is coming along again. But Psalm 91 tells me I'm hidden in the shelter in the shadow of his wings. I'm protected and covered by him. God's promises give us the faith to move forward. They keep us moving forward. He says, don't turn from the right hand or to the left because these will give you good success wherever you go. And he says, God, God says, Joshua, you've got to do three things with a word. Three things. Verse 7, you've got to obey it. You've got to apply it. Be, be careful to do according to all that the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Be careful to do that. Obey it. Do what it says. Apply it. Live it out. Be committed to it. Not just on a Sunday. Don't blow the dust off your Bible. And open it on a Sunday, but live in it every day. Know it. Obey it. Verse 2, he says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. What does that mean? It means I've got to go talk it. 
I've got to speak it. I've got to sing it. When I'm in my car or when I'm out and about and when things come to challenge me, I've got to know the word so I can begin to speak it out. I, can begin, I can't speak it out if I don't know what it says. Verse 8 tells me you've got to meditate upon it. Meditate upon it day and night so you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. Joshua, you won't be able to do what's written in this book unless you know what this book says. Fill your mind with it. Not with other stuff. That word meditate means ponder upon it, muse upon it. It actually means mutter. You might go around and people might think you're nuts as you mutter to yourself. No, I'm standing on the promises of God. As an investment of time, my devotional life is key. I must invest time to get to know the word. Courage is found in his word. It's vital for me not being held back by fear. It's vital for me moving forward. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. Ban, perhaps you can begin to get ready, please. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Friends, you know where a sound mind comes from? Biblical understanding. The word. This is what holds our fears in check. This is what gives us the courage and to make those decisions, the decisiveness we need. Secondly, and this is my last point, the hold of fear is not only broken by recognizing and resting in the promises of God, it is broken by recognizing and resting in the person and presence of God. Verse 5, I will be with you. I will not forsake you. My personal presence, Joshua, Israel is with you. Verse 9, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Friends, I want to speak that over you today. The Lord, if you love Jesus Christ, if he's your Savior and Lord, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We can begin to move forward personally as a church in our vision because we know that God is with us whatever lies ahead whatever the challenge wherever I go no problem no situation no enemy am I facing on my own courage rests in the presence the assurance of God's presence I just feel that I want to remind some people today very simply, because I really feel that some people are struggling with fear. God is with you. Would you stand to your feet and just close your eyes? I want to read a scripture over you. I'd love for you just to close your eyes. In fact, just I'd love for you just to open your hands before, before God. It's just like, I receive this. That's all. We're just positioning ourselves. We were talking in our family praise and worship time this morning about how our hands, why we lift our hands in worship, how they say something, how they express something. We're talking to the children about that earlier on, the young children. And, and now we're just opening our hands before God and we're just saying, God, this promise I receive. I'm wide open. Let this truth sink into my heart. Let it permeate into my thinking. Let it infiltrate every fear, every struggle that's going on. Let it be let me carry this as I, as I leave this place. Let me take it into what's on. Let me carry it as I move forward into that situation into which I'm going. He, God, has said. Just hear God speaking this into your heart personally. I, this is from the Amplified Version. I will never, 
under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without my support, and nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake you or let you down or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently say, would you say this with me this morning, with confidence, the Lord is my helper in time of need. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? What does Joshua teach me about how I get from where I am to where God wants me to be? In a season of loss, I have to learn to look forward again to what is ahead. I have to face the challenges that I know will come along the way by recognizing the presence and promises of God. The hold of fear is broken by God's promised presence and his promises. It's broken by knowing and living in the word. No holding back. It's time to move forward.